Welcome to episode 15 of the Amen Corner. This is Brad Rothschild. And I'm Stephen Cook. Stephen. How are you? Welcome, welcome to week one of fascism in America. <laughs> Which means we're halfway to hell. Oh my God! Uh, halfway to hell. I think we're, we're certainly on the highway. We're, we're, on we're, the in, the, highway we're in the highway to hell. Yes, we're in the we're in the left lane. <laughs> we are speeding. <laughs> we're out of control. We're exceeding the speed limit. Oh my God! Man, we got here so fucking quickly. It makes my head spin. What, wait, what? Today is Saturday, right? So a week ago, a week. we were we were. Energized and yeah, I'm still energized and, and feeling empowered by the Million Women's March, and now this week is that what it was called? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, <laughs> and this week, everybody I know is saying, "God, what a horrible week this was." I can't even remember what happened last Monday. I'm so dumbstruck by what happened yesterday. You know, everybody thought that this would be this would happen, but it would take some time. But no, <laughs> no, it took a wrong. Week. It took less than a week, and the masks have been dropped, and the pretenses have been forgotten, and now we're full on. Well, it's 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 all happening. I don't know I mean, why today, anybody. I don't know why anybody would have thought it was going to take very long. This is everything he said he was going to do during the campaign. That's and, true. And that New York Times article that I sent you this morning, it is playing extremely well with his base. To his base. Extremely yeah. well. Ban the brown people, build yeah. the wall, get rid of the Affordable Care Act, and let me ha- carry my guns wherever right, I my- damn well please. And the next on the list is we're going to get rid of legalized abortion. Right. Exactly. So all those things are going to happen. This and like you said, it plays well to his base because those people are willing to allow the erosion of civil liberties in order to make sure that they still have their guns and to make sure that we still don't have our abortions. What's amazing to me is, once again, we've talked about this. These are people in the bubble. The Times talk to people in right. these godforsaken places in the center of Ohio that, you know, population 1,800, 2,000, who the hell would ever go there? And uh, who never they've never met someone from Mexico. They've never encountered a Muslim other than what they've been told by the national media right. and and movies and and political opportunists like Donald Trump whose entire campaign was based on stoking this irrational fear of Muslims that the that the Republican Party has been uh, engaged in uh, for the last 15 or so years. And um, they think that this is making America great again. It's 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 basically yeah. white supremacy. No, that's right. So so welcome to the first week. America is now great. <laughs> America is great. Well, our borders are sealed. We're turning back refugees at the airport, but America's great. Yeah, it's great. But here's a, you, you. You said something that I want to. I want to talk about a little bit. We're on the we're, we're, this is, way to hell. Sorry. Yes, the, I want to talk about ACDC's <laughs> highway to hell. I want to talk about the fact that let's just call this what it is. This is a war on Islam. Oh, I, I think it goes. I think it goes without saying. Um, well, I know. I think it needs to be said really? because I don't think I, I think that 
what we're seeing is there are people who, since 9-11, and maybe even before, have been afraid of Muslims, have been willing to demonize an entire religion right. because of the actions of its most uh, radical and uh, nihilistic elements. And now this is where we are. Right. In the and name I, I, of kind of Christian America, Christ, Judeo-Christian purity of values, right. somehow but, have become keeping this, this discriminating against uh, a religious group. It's absolutely stunning. An entire group, an entire religious it, group, you of know, a billion people. Right. And it's all, and you can justify anything in the name of security. This is, it's a war on Islam based on this sense that we are insecure. We're trapped in this war on terrorism and it makes, and, and once we started talking about the war on terrorism, we were going to get trapped in it and you can justify anything based on security. And here it is. Here is the grotesque absolutely distorted uh, politics that you get from the war on terrorism, a war on Islam. And people said it way back in 2001, but we were, we were inundated with kind of nationalist jingoism, which continues today in, in the form of every word that comes out of Donald Trump's house. That's why there has been an emphasis on, within the GOP, on insisting that we call it radical Islamic right. terrorism, so naming who right. we're fighting. What's wrong with saying ISIS? We've talked about this, Al-Qaeda, well, whatever. Well, here Boko we go, Haram. because this, but this is the backlash against, you know, the Democrats or Obama's unwillingness to call out radical right. Islam. Right. Like, this is what they've been saying. So do you think that had Obama taken, you know, used different language, or had he massaged it a little bit more loosely, that people would have said, like, oh, okay, he's, no. you know, he's, no. no. You think, so why, why no, do you this? No, this has been incubating within the GOP for a long time and in, it, and in its base. Um, there, it, no one was going to be satisfied until Muslims were turned back at airports, taken off airplanes. No one was going to so be satisfied, satisfied until now? someone built a wall on the southern border. Man, what are these people who, they, who the Times interviewed who are so happy? One guy said he's done more in five days than Obama right. did in eight years. Are these guys going to be happy when they're paying 20, 30 percent more for things that they've been paying for? Uh, are they going to be happy when they lose their health care? Do you think they're going to link these things? No, they'll no, link it to the Dem- they'll somehow they'll link it to the Democrats, President there's Obama. There's always going to be a scapegoat. There's there'll always be a scapegoat right. for this. Nobody right. will ever take responsibility for what this is. Right. But, but I want- as long as Obamacare is repealed, then we'll be okay. Right. Everything will be just fine. Everything will be just fine. There's, they also they interviewed a woman who said that she wanted to repeal the Affordable Care Act because her boyfriend refuses to get health insurance and has to pay the penalty. Do these people not right. realize that? One can get hurt or become grievously ill in a second, in a moment your life can change. I mean, remember 2012, I'm fixing the swing set in the backyard and it collapses behind uh, un, un, from underneath me. Yeah. Two surgeries and eight months of, of physical therapy later, I'm, I was back in one piece. But that was extraordinarily expensive had I not had health insurance. Or how about my poor, my poor brother-in-law wakes up on a, on a Friday morning. Yeah. The next or thing you know, about, so the next day, he's grievously ill. Or how about your podcasting partner? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> who had who had cancer right. eight years ago. 
eight years ago, you were you were forty years old, thirty nine years old. I was thirty nine years old, and I was you know oh, I had never nothing get to sick. do with. I'm, I'm exactly. Healthy. You don't get sick. Right. Thirty nine year olds don't get sick usually, but you know it wasn't because like oh your lifestyle. No, I didn't smoke. I didn't drink. Right. This was random. Shit happens. Shit happens. You know what? Shit I think happens gonna... in life, and you know what? That would have cost me half a million dollars. Right. Exactly. Retail. How about this? Why don't we start calling people who are, want to repeal Obamacare pro-cancer? <laughs> right. They're not pro-life. <laughs> they're pro-cancer. Right? No, yeah. pro-life people you know, aren't the, pro-life. No, they're pro-life before it before you come out. Other like, than once that, you're out, everybody should have guns. Out. No one should have health care. Once you're out, it's all about individual responsibility. (laughs) Right, exactly. Look, I'm all for individual responsibility. I get up, I get my ass out of bed, I go for a run, (laughs) it's cold, it's hot. My father died relatively young. I don't want that to happen to me, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But we're all you know, there's 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 something to be said by having a broad insurance pool. Uh, that's actually in the long run going to make healthcare less expensive for all of us. Now they're going to take this healthcare away from people, and we're going to pay more for it because there's going to be more indigent people showing up at hospital emergency rooms or deferring care and so on and so forth. It is so penny wise, pound foolish, and stupid and bad for the country. I don't even know. I don't even know where to begin. But it is this. It is, That's socialism talk. Right there. <laughs> I, I clearly hate freedom. But, you know, this is, again, talking about grotesque distortions, this is the worldview of people like Steve Bannon. We must keep Muslims out. We must keep brown people out of this country. No Mexicans. Never mind the fact that there's been a net migration of Mexicans right. out of the country. But that's what they meant by an extreme patriotism. Yeah. Well, extreme vetting. Well, extreme patriotism (laughs) means extreme vetting. And it's people like Steve Bannon, who's being normalized. It's people like this, truly this fascist, Chris Kobach, who is the secretary of state of Kansas, who he is one of the people single handedly responsible for two of the terrible things going on in this country. One, this whole idea of voter fraud, which is giving the GOP justification to engage in voter suppression and passing these voter suppression laws in the gutting of the Voting Rights Act. And he was in the in the post 9/11 era in the setup of the of the Department of Homeland Security was one of the people behind something called the NSEERS program which was basically uh, a, an under the radar Muslim registry the Obama administration killed it because it never did anything other than register Muslims and apparently led to the uh, deportation under questionable circumstances of about 13,000 people. But it required, uh, and, and people were tiered based on the countries that they came from. So if you were a poor Pakistani student who came to the United States to become a doctor or something like that, you had to report every month to a local police station. You could be deported at the, at the, at the drop of a hat. Um, you had to tell uh, Customs and Border Protection Every person you talked to when you went back to visit your your, your family, it, it was just an absolute outrage invasion, contrary to American values. It was putting an entire religious group under suspicion. This is what's happening again. It's bringing back NCRs, which did nothing. Obama administration killed it, not because they're, they're, they were soft on, on radical Islamic extremism, but because it never found a single terrorist. 
Um, and yeah. we're bringing it back. Kobach was apparently going in the running for be, to be the department, the secretary of Homeland Security. He's not, but his fingerprints are all over the kind of insanity that's happening right now. He's someone so, so, to watch. So we're turning back refugees at the airports today. Mm. And yesterday, well, not just refugees, uh, people who have valid well, visas, who are from Iraq, right, okay, who are from okay, Iran. Right. So, so people who have all of the right papers to get into this country. This seems reminiscent to me. Show me your papers. Of uh, the 1938 <laughs> SS St. Louis. Oh, yes. Where a boat full of refugees and people with proper visas, exit visas, entry visas, papers, what have you, were on a boat that was uh, denied entry into Amer- into the United States. And yesterday, as the uh, International Holocaust Memorial Day... Oh God, right? People, he signed pe- his stuff on Holocaust pe- Memorial Day. People, people all cry. over the Internet were pasting these pictures of people, of refugees who were on those boats who ended up uh, perishing in the Holocaust. Just a travesty. And that irony should be lost on no one. No one. But of course... No one. Of course, but those were white. Those were white Europeans, right? And even though they were Jewish, so at the time, you know, being Jewish would prohibit you from coming into to America, right. but not today, right? Not today. So we should not draw the comparison because the Jews had the same values that we have here now, right? And somehow the Muslims who are coming right. here don't. I, you, even though, even though they they have the right papers, they've been vetted, right? Maybe maybe the vetting wasn't extreme enough, but they were still vetting. Right. They're still. It's not like um, <laughs> they're they're flying under the radar to get in here. They went through all the proper all channels, the, I mean, and, and, now I'll tell you that. and now they're being told that they can't right. come in. It's the changing the moving the goalposts. You know, I have. Um, you know, I take these moving the goalposts. I take these good. Arabic lessons on Fridays just to keep my skills up, and um, my tutor is a refugee from Aleppo. And she's the real deal. She's a PhD. She taught at the university there. She was actually here in the United States on a on a on a fellowship at American University when the war broke out. She went back in 2012. She was able to able to come back with her family. And we were discussing this yesterday because my my lesson was around the same time that um, they were getting ready to sign the executive order. And she was in, she was in tears. She was in tears. She was inconsolable about this. Um, I honestly, I, I, I didn't know what to say or do just to, to reassure her that she's here and that there are people who care about her and that love her and that won't anything happen, let anything to happen to her. But how can I, how can I guarantee that? How can I guarantee you that? You can't. I absolutely can't. You can't. can't. I absolutely can't. can't. Anything can happen no. to her and her family. These are, these are lovely people. I've mentioned this before. Syrian. Most most people are lovely. Well, people. Most people are lovely. It's exactly right. This is a very small minority. <laughs> these people are human can, beings, and these human are the people. These are people who've suffered unbelievably while Americans have been making themselves fat and stupid and just. Un- but uh, let's just be. But let's be clear, though, because they've been suffering in countries outside of the United States of America. They so don't there deserve. Are many, but wait, but there are many people in this country who'd say, "Well, that's their fucking country's problem, not right. mine." No, 
That's where you're wrong. Because we've done a pretty good job in fucking some shit up around the world in the last 15 years. You sure have. I mean, it's not, so, you know, we, we didn't start the Syrian uprising, whatever. No. And I wouldn't want to blame anybody for it. But the fact of the matter is, is that if we, were, if we really want America to be great, there are certain moral issues that only the United States is capable of. That's, that's true. But at the same time, like, let's acknowledge that we have some responsibility for these crises. Oh, absolutely. That we, right. We didn't create the Syrian crisis, but certainly what we did in Iraq had a spillover effect oh, with, into Syria. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. So it's it's hard to say, like, oh, these things well, have been where you Well, this is where and you then, can essentially and, fault President Obama. I mean, up until June 2014, you know, when people wanted to talk to him about Iraq, he Basically, his attitude was, not my war, not my war. And then, you know, Erbil almost fell in the summer of 2014. These poor journalists were beheaded, and he was forced to get back heavily involved in Iraq. So, you know, there's so much blame to around uh, well, for all of this. Obviously, but what I'm saying is that people who say, like, oh, we have to make, we have to worry about our right. country first, we can't worry about, no, we have a certain responsibility to the world as well, because we have been controlling a lot of what's happening, and we have had uh, impact and influence, so we need to acknowledge that. No, I, I, that's but, absolutely right. But, but there's something else that I, I want to talk about, and, and that is the notion of this isn't America. Right. What's going on here is not America. Holy shit. That's not true. This is America. That, we just talked about the St. Louis as St. Louis. Right. This, the, we have, in America... A long history. Go. And it's, there's both. There's both. There's a history of oppression. There's a history of racism. There's a history of freedom. We have the Declaration of Independence, and we have the United States Constitution, and those documents are aspirational. Right. Those are our positive ha- myths. The reality is totally And we, haven't, totally we haven't always lived up to them. Now, what those documents do is it forces us to look at them and say, this is where we're trying to go, and this is how we can do better. But that doesn't mean that we always live up to them. Right. That's what so it means. It means history, a more perfect union. Not that this is a perfect union. But that this is this aspirational, these positive myths that yeah. run throughout American society. But all of these people tend to ignore our history of slavery, discrimination, Jim Crow, redlining, the scapegoating of, of immigrants. Uh, these things exist next to one another. They go hand, hand in hand. It's abs- they're, both, they're both part of the history of this country, and we need to acknowledge both sides of that. Yeah. So making America great, whatever that means, like what was great about America back then? There were, I'm sure there were great things about it. Of course there were. But it wasn't great for everybody. Well, it's never been great for if everybody. If you were white, Anglo-Saxon, Protestant, it was great. Male. Everybody else, it was not as good. Heter- heterosexual male. Heterosexual male. It was right? great. Everybody else had significant problems getting along in American society at that time. Well, my dad was the Jew in the art department in the 1960s right. in a big uh, advertising firm. As long as you knew your place, right. you would be okay. Right. And, and I, went to, I went to this uh, lecture at my synagogue a couple of weeks ago about Jews in the South. You are Jewy. Yeah, it was a Jewy lecture, very <laughs> Jewish. Did they serve, of, did they serve gefilte fish? 
There was no, you know what? There was a dinner. There was a dinner before yeah. this, the lecture, but I, I only came. I didn't, you know, I didn't go for the dinner because the rubber chicken doesn't work. Uh, for me, so. You know, that's what people are missing at these things. Rather than the rubber chicken, they should just go. Yeah. I was about to say hog wild. That would have been funny. Hog wild on the gefilte fish. They, you know what? I think they should have in this case. But and anyway, all right, go so ahead. I went to this. I went to this lecture. Mm-hmm. And it was all, I thought it was going to be about the history, and this was uh, Martin Luther King Day weekend, right. so I thought it was going to be about the history of the Jews and the Civil Rights Movement right. in the South, but it was really, it wasn't that at all, it was the history of Jews in the South. Interesting. Um, and how they lived there. But essentially, my big takeaway from that lecture was, the Jews who moved to the South were granted uh, acceptance into society with the quid pro quo that they do not uh, upset the racial status right, quo. Right, right. So as long as you go along with what's happening here, you're going to be tolerated, and you're going to be allowed to own the shop in town, so and you can come to, basically, you can to the school. in my language, yeah. the Jews of the South basically had a, a dimmy status. Uh, well, maybe we've always had a dinner status, <laughs> not just in the South, but everywhere, <laughs> not just there. You know what? You can extrapolate that and think about, you know, Jews in the North as right, well. Right. So could it be that we have been granted this dimmy status in order, uh, as long as we didn't impact the racial status quo? Right. right. We've been co-opted into the system. Think about all, think, look, remember <laughs> APAC and the Jews for Trump? And look, the modern Orthodox and the Orthodox vote GOP. Nita Lowy in in New York. Uh, I was reading this interesting article. There's a – and she's a a liberal stalwart. but She's also 78 years old, 79 years old. Who knows how long she's going to be? The the right wing is going to mobilize the modern Orthodox and Orthodox community in her – which is growing in her district – yeah. To elect a, a, a Republican. So, so in answer to the question, are Jews white? I'm going to rephrase a little bit. <laughs> and I'm going to no, say... No, because I don't want to be like those people in central Ohio. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Are Ashkenazic Jews benefits, the beneficiaries of white privilege in America? And the answer to that is absolutely. Absolutely, without a doubt. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the, the but question when the shit is, gets shit. bad, think about it. That's right. For all of the for all of the 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 benefits to Ashkenazi Jews, the president of the United States made a statement on Holocaust Remembrance Day that didn't even mention Jews. This is Steve Bannon That's, who doesn't like Jews. Right. And the people now, what around would have him. happened? What would have happened had uh, President Obama issued a statement oh, on the Holocaust oh Memorial Day without mentioning the Jews? Would people have lost their collective minds? Oh, more than co- more than lost their yeah. minds. I mean, there's, to say that the shit would have hit the fan is probably doesn't do justice uh, to the shit or course. the fan. Of course. But uh, you know what? But Ivanka's Jewish and that's her baby fine. crawls all over the but, well, carpets uh, yeah, in the White that, House, that, so it's okay. But so if you're not going to say, here's the thing, though. Be consistent. If you're not going to call out Trump about this, you have to uh, at least not call out Obama on this, right? right. Like, why are you going to call out Obama on stupid shit that you're right? But you're brown. not going to call out Trump on it, then you're a fucking hypocrite. Because he's brown. Then you're a hypocrite. Right. Brown man. 
Can you? Well, I was talking to somebody the other day. He's a brown, he's he's a brown day. Democrat. I was talking to somebody the other day. I was having a conversation that we would normally have with someone else, and I said, "Can you imagine? Obama's you mother was that. white. Can you imagine if both of his yeah. parents were black? It would have been even worse." Holy crap! Do you think it? Re- you think it really makes a difference? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't just, think it makes a difference. I was being a snarky dick, but oh, I could yeah, not. Yeah, but I don't think it. it makes a difference. No, imagine if he had been an angry black man. <laughs> I mean, that's something else. I, you know, you have to give him credit. That, that that man just turned his cheek every single day to the, I'm telling to you, the attacks on him he, and his credibility, he was, his, his legitimacy, he was, when, his birth, his intelligence. His One day we're going to turn around and say that man was a giant. I mean, not even one day. Right now, I'm saying right. it right now, to a week after his presidency. He was a fucking giant. <sighs> he was a giant, and we should yep. recognize him as such. I, I, giant. Absolutely. absolutely. You don't need to agree with every one of his policies. Right. But to, to see what kind of a what he did historic in the face figure of in this country. Yeah. And, the, and the incredible smallness of people like Donald Trump and Mike Pence and Steve Bannon and Chris Kobach and all of these people, the incredible smallness, the meanness of these people is astounding. Yeah. Just in the it name of extreme patriotism. It's too it's so disturbing. It's been really been a terrible week, but as we as we go out, there was one wonderful thing this week that happened. And tell me. It was I'm, I need I need some good news. It was, it was some, a historic moment. News. This week, Edward Van Halen turned sixty two oh. years old. Yeah, and that man I, I don't know if that's is the original <laughs> rock god guitar hero of, uh, I mean, to unparalleled. You know why there's what no Van Halen cover bands? Because no one because can possibly can, do what he can do. No, nobody can do yeah. that. But let me ask you yeah. a question. And, I, I, you know, we, we obviously our love for Van Halen is well known and unquestioned. Yes. What if it turned out that... Eddie Van Halen voted for Donald Trump. Oh, God, I don't know what I would do. <laughs> It'd be like, does not compute, does not compute. I would like, I would, I don't know. It, I mean, exactly. At the very it's least, it would send that- me into the corner of a room in, 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 a, in, a, in a fetal position, either crying hysterically or, or catatonic, and would rock my entire world. Right. They, you know, Eddie Van, be- Van Halen are, are immigrants to the United States, and Alex. That's right. That's right. From Swedish, Holland. Swedish immigrants. No, no, they're from Holland. They're from Holland? Okay. Yeah, they're oh, Dutch. Right, maybe. Um, I know, yeah. I can't believe I didn't know that. I gotta go back and read my Van Halen books. Exactly. This would be akin to somebody like, let's say, Paul O'Neill, former New York Yankees. Coming out as a Trump supporter. You know, and you know what that made me do? Yeah, it made me throw out the autographed picture that I had of him. And denounce any of the, the positive memories that I ever, and associations that I ever had of rooting for him as a Yankee. Oh, my God. That my was horrible when tainted. we discovered that. My, horrible. Yeah, my memories are tainted. And you and I went to Paul Neal Day at Yankee Stadium. Unbelievable. I'm just... And now I wish... How I wish I, I wish I had never done I that. I know. I know. It's, it's a travesty. It's an absolute travesty. I took down that picture that I had of him, the autograph makes- picture... You know, I was out for a run this morning. I was thinking, you know, things are so bad. What's going to be great in about, you know, three and a half weeks, spring training will start. Pitchers and catchers will report. But I don't even know if that's going to make anything better. Usually, you know, you feel better about that kind of stuff when springtime, the American pastime. But the American pastime, I feel like, you know, 
It's springtime for fascism. It's springtime for fascism, that's right. That's right. Pitchers and catchers are reporting. But it's springtime so, for fascism. So, I, yeah, I can't really get too excited about no. the upcoming baseball season. No. Um, but we are one week closer to the end of the Trump uh, years. <laughs> Let's hope. Look at these people who are so happy about everything he did in the first week. Jeez, Louise. We're well, they on clearly, to hell. They're clearly not on my Facebook feed. <laughs> <because>. <laughs> All right, on that note, All right, pray for so us, everybody. Fascism is in the can. Yep. Now we only have who knows how much longer, but we got to keep fighting the good Get, fight. Resist. 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 Fuck you, organize. All right. Exactly. Okay. All right, okay, we're out. Everyone, we're out.